What's good, dude? Yeah, I'm back in town. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's been a fucking minute. It's been a minute. Yeah, I'm still in Texas. Yeah, I like it, man. It's pretty cheap. It, I mean, you know, you know how expensive things are up here. The weather's pretty nice down there. You know, you can get on one of those highways, man. I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, it's not like it's not like 95. No, man, you can you can go like it's like 85 lim- speed limit. You can just see for miles, dude. Just nothing but sky. Nothing but sky. Mostly sky. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, dude. Like there's like not a lot of trees. You, you, it feels really weird being back here. Actually, I feel kind of cramped. It's like all these trees are they're reminding me of like the buildings in Manhattan. Like I can't, they're, they're like blocking the sky, you know, you can't see much of the sky here. And I, you know, at night you can't see shit. Fuck dude. I, when I was out in Terlingua, went out there, I never saw the stars like that, man. They were, do you know what we've, uh, you know, I don't want to go off on that. But yeah, man, it's it's been nice. No, no, I don't. No, no, I got furloughed. I got furloughed like really early on. Like, got employment unemployment for a while, but I was just writing and stuff. And you know, now this stuff's working out. So I don't think I'm gonna go back. Yeah, I think I'm gonna stay on vacation. Yeah, I think I'm gonna stay on vacation forever. Forever. Yo, it's Quapa. We out here in the Keys, riding Sea Dew. They just never said we made it, but we made it. Number one record song in America, baby. Pussy like a urinal. Music vid, you already know B sound. Hey, yo, it's Quapa. Sun's coming down. Beautiful. Look at that. Look at that sunset wide on the ocean. I, I have no idea where I am. Lost as fuck. Getting real dark out here. We persevere. Number one shot off. Pussy like a urinal. Top of the charts. Check. Hey, yo, it's Quapa. A lot of, lot of fog out now. I can't even see the shore. <laughs> hey, yo, it's Quapa. I can't even connect to Insta now. Might not even be able to send this one out. Maybe it's a fog or something. Yo! Yo, hey! Hey! Yo, turn up! Turn up! It's about a fucking boat! I see a fucking boat out there! Yo, we saved! Pussy like a urinal too! Remake's about to drop as soon as I get back to show. This is... Well, I'm an Alcapaza. And my phone's almost dead. It's cold. I went, went to the boat. Thought it was a man, but it wasn't no man. Arms, legs moving all wrong. The teeth were. It just wasn't no man. Fucking shit, do to him, I see you. Then anyone gets to the National Guard and CIA or something, please. They're coming for me. Mama, I love you. Never thought I'd die with flip flops on.
Well, it's just me calling to check in, make sure everything's going good on your all-expenses-paid vacation. I hope you're taking nice barefoot walks out on that white sand. I hope your copper-toned skin's soaking up them sun rays out there, out in that 70-degree breeze with that new bow on your arm. And I'm not calling to make trouble or be disruptive or anything like that. I'm just calling to remind you who paid for that all-expenses-paid vacation. That's right. Whose money is it? Whose money is it? Piece of bitch. You fucking know whose money it is while you're out there fucking uh, uh, gallivanting around with some fucking faggot on. Get in your fucking lane! <laughs> Listen, I know I said some unforgivable shit. I, I fucking know it, all right? You know, I I'm just asking you to find it in your heart to forgive me. Yeah, I know I said I was going to shove a tequila bottle up your pussy and punch you over and over in the stomach and fucking shatter it up inside you and shred it off, make you shred your insides and make you piss out fucking broken glass and blood and fucking then eat it and shit it out and eat it again over and over fucking forever. I know I, I, know I said fucked up shit. I, I'm trying to tell you that I'm sorry. Enlisted. I know that you're out there trying to have a good time and I'm not trying to disrupt anything, but you just, I just want you to remember that I will always love you and ain't nothing can change that. You will always be my daughter and that's, that's a bond that not even God can break. So I hope you enjoy yourself out there. Make sure you're putting on that SPF 30, baby, because you know, I know how you get burned sometimes. Love you. Bye. Uh, one time I was swimming in Ecuador, and there was, like, this pelican that just kept following me around in the water, and, like, everyone thought it was so funny that it was trying to peck my fucking eyeballs out with its sharp-ass beak, and my mom was there and was literally laughing so hard. She, like, was, you know, wheezing and probably pissed herself and like no one was fucking helping me and finally my mom threw a beer at it and it flew away and then everyone was like mortified that my mom threw a beer at a wild animal in like a national you know endangered species preserve pussies are you sleepy <laughs> What do you think it's going to be like? Mom says there's even more magical stuff now. Okay, guys, back to bed. We're doing something We are going on a vacation. Start packing. I have two artificial knees, and without a body scanner, I will trigger a metal detector and be required to have a pat down. Minutes go by, a second agent comes to me and informs me the first agent found a protrusion and abnormality between my legs. You know, I'm humiliated. I don't know what to say. And so I blurt out, I don't have a penis. Delays and technical difficulties. The aircraft has a technical fault. Sex, fun, and fun. How do you feel about entering a wet t-shirt contest here at the candy store? I think it's great. Welcome to the world famous candy store. What t-shirt contest? 
only tip tricks can add a lot to your performance. Keep that in mind when you choreograph your next routine. Our floating breakfast in our room. We actually already eat breakfast, but we're just getting this for the shot. Bathe in the sun and drink up the beer. Is there too much drinking? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Wait, 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 Mexico, the snorkeling is great. There's lots of fish, colorful fish, and all different shapes and sizes. We're getting ready to go snorkeling for our first time. It should be interesting. Golly knows what's in that water. The beautiful Laguna. Water's clear. So, there was an Irishman, an Englishman, and an American, all shipwrecked on an island. One day, they find a magic lamp, and when they rub it, a genie comes out and offers them each a wish. However, even though they all wished for different things, nothing happened, as the three guys of varying nationalities were just having shared hallucinations from hunger. Whenever you like, you can 
call the front desk and order a wake-up call. And when they call you to wake you up, you can ignore it and go back to sleep. You can eat as much as you wish. If you're at home, you don't eat carbs, and you don't eat sugar, you can eat carbs, and you can eat sugar. You're on vacation. You can do anything you want, anything at all. Did you bring your camera? You can walk down the street and you can take a picture of anything you want. You are a street photographer and you're in Chinatown and you can take pictures of anyone you wish. There's a stand selling some weird looking fish and you can take a picture of it. And if there is a fish that looks very weird, you can buy it and eat it. Throw it away when you get home. You are on vacation and you can do anything you want. You can go down to the hotel bar and you can order a drink. And if you've got a drink in you, or you've got two, and you're feeling social, and you see somebody sitting at the other end of the bar, you can talk to them. You can approach anyone you want. And if you want to get out of the city and see some sites elsewhere, upstate, maybe you can rent a car. You can rent a compact car, or a full size, a minivan, an SUV, a luxury car. You can rent any car you want. And if you're willing to pay a little extra, you can return it without filling it up. You are on vacation and you can do anything you want. And when you get back to your room, you can order anything on pay-per-view. You can order The Fifth Element, starring Bruce Willis and Chris Tucker. You can order Men in Black, starring Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. You can order anything on pay-per-view that you want. You are on vacation. You can order anything you want, even pornography. But you cannot jack off! Hello? You can dial the wrong number. No. I, I need to book a flight. Oh, you need to... Uh, where do you want to fly to? Uh, Taiwan. Where in Taiwan? Uh, where they have the the girls. Or the, the boys yeah. that look... The, girl, the, boy, the girls. Boy girls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you gotta call some other agency. We don't do none of that. Thank you for calling.
sunny beach with bronze bod bikini babes and the sickly smell of sunscreen no hit the beach during a cold weekend when it's windy and you have to wear a nice sweatshirt or jacket outside maybe a rainy weekend so you can see some nice rumbly gray storm clouds you want a beach where the sand is very sifty you want some dry white sand you can sift through not some hard stuff you want a beach that has long, tall, dying green-brown grass next to it. You want coldness. You want a few seagulls making some sad sounds. You're the only one on the beach. You gotta step into the water and look at the pale reflection of the moon in the waves. You gotta be at least a little cold. Sweatshirt shorts. Storm clouds. It'll be a glorious, wistful feeling that would make you weep if you weren't so numb. Ha! Look at those waves. The sun hasn't set yet, but the moon is already out. The sky is pink. Someone is playing music far away. I want someone to take me over from summer camp. I hate it here and I want to go home. I don't like how it smells. My family back home says I need the fresh air, but half the place smells like poop and bug spray. Nobody likes me here. When I was sleeping one night, the other kids carried my sleeping bag out to the lake and put me in a canoe and pushed me out of the water. They were about to set my sleeping bag on fire, but the canoeing instructor said that that would be taking it too far. The next day, he said I'm a terrible camper and that I should stop sticking my arms out to the side when I walked around with a life jacket. He called it imaginary lad syndrome and said it was embarrassing. That night they said they would stop picking on me if I stayed in the haunted shack right outside camp until midnight. As soon as I went in there, they all ran back to tell on me to the counselor. That's when I found out it was really a place where homeless people went to have sex in. I just want to go home so I can play Modern Warfare 2 and hang out on 4chan. I miss playing my electric drum set and writing the rap verses for my neo-reggae band. I miss being able to go on Wikipedia and read about nature without having to be in it. I miss being able to sleep in past nine. I miss being able to read at night. I just want to go home. I hate summer camp. I need to book a cruise. Me and my whole squad, we trying to party. We trying to, you know what I'm saying, travel. We just trying to, this COVID, this lockdown has been too much. We need to, You can you help us book something? Sure. Thank you so much. Give you an email and you can send me the details of where you want to go, when you want to go. We thinking like any place, Bahamas, you know what I'm saying? We thinking about like any place where they got honeys, you know what I'm saying? Slimmies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like all that kind of shit. So, 
I, we don't even have to email. You can just send me the tickets and we good to go. Perfect. I'll do that. Thank you so much. Baby mama, I don't know how you ain't come up here. I mean, this shit's so wild, man. Darnell, with you. You know it's only noon, man. Man, these dudes, man, this shit's so crazy. I wish you were here, baby, you know what I'm saying? I miss you, you know what I'm saying? I'm staying faithful. I would never cheat on your ass, you know what I'm saying? I, I love you too much and I wish you were here, but I'm bringing, I'm dragging your ass the next time. <laughs> I'm gonna drag your ass to the motherfucking cruise next time. <laughs> Alright, baby girl, I'm gonna get back to the party. You just be lying to your shorty all the time. Man, it feels good to be in international waters, you know what I'm saying? No lies, you know what I'm saying? We in a different area code either way, so this is don't even do this even have an area code. That's a good question. I don't know. Either way, it don't count. Why are we having these philosophical discussions? This is why I said you could open your mouth. Now get back to work. Alright. Mm, I feel good. Mm-hmm. Keep doing what you're doing. And I'm definitely using this travel agency the next time, too. God damn. Dwayne, you puking now, too? Man, what the hell? some of that west coast weather and their dank herb. The first place I'm traveling to as soon as it's safe is Texas so I can get me some guns, some leather, and some cattle. The first place I'm visiting once the pandemic ends is North Pole so I can meet the big man himself and hunt some reindeer too. The first place I'm visiting when the pandemic ends is Rwanda, just so I can check out the state of their hotel industry. The first place I'm traveling to as soon as the pandemic ends is France, 
so I can play trumpet for the French Foreign Legion. The first place I'm seeing when this whole thing blows over is the Grand Canyon, because it's huge! As soon as traveling is safe again, I'm traveling to Afghanistan, just to see if it really is that bad. Let me tell you, man, once this crisis is over, I'm going to Cancun, and I'll be getting some strange out there for show. Once this is all over, I'm going to Thailand to see for myself if that tsunami really did happen. Once I get that passport, I'm visiting Greece for the olives and the diners. As soon as they say it's okay, I'm going to Egypt so I can learn how to walk like them and also become a pharaoh. Hey man, I just realized uh, after watching the Truman Show that this is all really my own reality show and that's why I've never traveled outside the country and everything going on right now is just another ploy to keep me from traveling and everybody's in on it, including you and I need to get the fuck out of here right now. Discussions got me just about to quit. Might be beneficial to take time off and stop it. Fertilize the mind with the most inviting voice. And from nobody who is talking Take every take you have And take them away from me Cut every concept Make space for novel voices Pull words from the silence Paint pictures that ain't been seen Go solo camping A distant place near nowhere Eliminate opinions, ideas, and original thoughts from everything we can bathe in unfettered freedom open up the channels and truly express from the heart I could use a hand just to lube up my gears and get everything from it Without any guidance, I don't know where for to go. Rome in a circle, forever hoping something neat happens. 
It's me again, here to offer you another very special Raytheon opportunity. Forget your lollycon drawings of femboy Yukio mishmash. Enjoy numerous other anime weeaboo Nazis just like yourself for a taste of true Japanese culture as our Mechagodzilla prototypes do to cities again what samurai warriors once did to teen thighs. Yes, that's right. After radiating the skin of families in the thousands for generations on end, and to the only male scions left were to form twinks to come up with arcane dual monster games for the hermetic edification of our kids, we have decided to stop the bitching of you self-loathing American Nipponophile losers by doing it for the final time and sinking those lame-ass islands into the Pacific. Travel now to Tokyo, Kyoto, Osaka, they even named a city after Kobe Bryant, and level any building you see still standing with your blue eyes, white dragon, burst stream of destruction. Crush beneath your kaiju feet as many cherry blossom trees as possible, so that the poets have to invent new haiku kigo words to describe seasons that never change beyond the constant pollination of acid rain. Rare catches in Pokemon Go await when you vacation with us. At our new Raytheon cruise line, we say, Prepare for trouble and make it double, to protect the world from devastation, to unite all people within our nation, to denounce the evils of truth and love, to extend our reach to the stars above. Team Rocket blasts off at the speed of light. Surrender now or prepare to fight. Guajardo, 
Pipix Guajardo. Anyways, apparently Pipix was trying to rob the McDonald's, and my cabin mate, the autistic kid, arrested him using his knowledge of mixed martial arts. Crazy, right? He is so funny. The other night, me and my other cabin mates carried him in his sleeping bag out to the lake and put him in a canoe and pushed him out on the water. It was so funny. We also tricked him into sleeping in the glow shack just outside camp where the homeless people go to have sex. As you can see by my letter, I've been having lots of fun and lots of good laughs at summer camp. Thank you for sending me here and I hope I can come back next year. Love you, Bert. P.S. Can I please have a little more money next time? The candy and sodas in the vending machines are really expensive. ago I was in the Dominican Republic and I like got up in the middle of the night while I was really drunk I guess and I just like forgot that I was in a third world country and uh you know so I got up to pee and did what I normally do when I get up to pee in the middle of the night when I'm really drunk which is take a sip of some ice cold bathroom sink water you can't do that in the DR uh so like 12 hours later, I started projectile vomiting blood for a sustained period of time, uh, maybe like 12 hours into the projectile vomiting, I was laying on the floor of the bathroom, just like praying to God to put me out of my misery, and I looked down and there's like a tarantula, like bigger than my hand right next to the bottom of the toilet. And, like, I'm not really that scared of spiders. Um, and I know that those particular tarantulas aren't, like, you know, lethally venomous or anything. Uh, but I couldn't even move, so I was just, like, I had no choice but to kill it. And I picked up a, the garbage can and just smashed it. Uh, but it turns out that it was carrying eggs that were ready to hatch. And if you didn't know that... Uh, you crush a mama spider that's full of eggs that are ready to hatch. The baby spiders have, like, the instinct to just start running 
the second they get out of the egg, like they don't even need to like orient themselves with the world. So there was just like a thousand baby tarantulas like running up my leg while I'm projectile vomiting blood and like sobbing and asking God why. And I had to get in the shower with my clothes on to rinse the spiders off of my body. Let's see, uh, passport, check. Luggage, check. Neck pillow, check. Socks, check. Underpants, check. Book I won't read, check. Sunblock, check. Itinerary, check. Sunglasses I'll definitely lose, check. Toothbrush, check. Hairbrush, check. Outlandish expectations, check. Swimming trunks, check. Clubbing shirt, check. Costco-sized box of condoms, check. Cash, check. Credit cards, check. Drug money, check. Dignity, I think I'll leave that back at home. What do you call five Mexicans in quicksand? A dangerous situation that could soon turn tragic. got to Florida and they see a sign that says Disney World left. So they take the left and have a wonderful time at what many people believe to be the most magical place on earth. Please leave your message for Birdo. Hey Birdo, what's up man? It's your boy saying me. Uh, I know you're busy with uh, the pod and all that, but I just wanted to check in to see if you were still on for our trip to Fire Island this weekend. Uh, Jack and I were so fucking psyched about you joining the Polycule, and we thought we'd get off to a really tight start. Um, I just want to tell you what we got lined up on the itinerary. Uh, it's going to be fucking sick. We got Daddy Dom diaper torture. We got ball therapy. We got advanced dick draining. Uh, we got Tariq Nasheed's gonna be in. He's doing a presentation on buck breaking. That's gonna be fucking wild. Uh, we got fleshlight hygiene. We got piss gargling. We got piss saunas. We got piss play. It's gonna be, there's a lot of piss stuff here, actually. I'm not gonna read it all, but anyway, I hope you can make it. Uh, by the time you're done with this weekend, you won't be able to believe you used to date women. Anyway, you wanna go? Just let me know. I'll be a ride, and by that, I mean I'll literally be a ride. I'm going to show up dressed like a pig with a saddle, and you will just ride me to the airport. Um, anyway, man, I hope you're down. Can't wait to explore our bodies together. See you.
had a job, a vacation would be something that I would look forward to just about every day. Um, but since every day of my life is basically a vacation, um, I'm able to live a more relaxing life. Uh, it's really wonderful, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about some things that I like to do um, on vacation. Um, one is I love getting foot massages. Um, now, normally, if you had a, if you have a job, you might be getting a foot massage from, say, a secretary, um, an intern, a female intern, or maybe just someone in the office who isn't that attractive. Uh, maybe they need a raise and you don't want to feel like giving them one but you want to give keep their hopes up so you let them do that um, another thing is I love making like mixed drinks uh, some of my favorites are the spitball the dirty Rockefeller you, you can drink that one on a Thursday but maybe a Monday you know if you're feeling like it Another good one is the clean toilet. That's a great mixed drink to drink. Um, and I love podcasts. Podcasts. Oh, uh, man, podcasts. I could talk for maybe 10 minutes about a podcast. But I want to talk about some of, you know, my favorite podcasts. Um, I'll talk about my top three. My three favorite podcasts to listen to right now are um, half Asian happy hour and that's sort of where they're uh, let's say of the orient let's say and they just talk about things um, they don't really have the voice but you know um, you may, you'd make do uh, I love fantasy baseball podcasts um, these are podcasts where they're a lot like me where you wouldn't think they would have a job but they do and it's mostly just writing about baseball and doing math so it's a lot like half asian happy hour um and the last my last favorite podcast is uh believe it or not uh come town and that's similar to the first two in that you're not sure why they're doing it but they're doing it and they have jobs and it's kind of surprising but um another the things i like to do is i like to go on itunes and I like to see how many people have uh, like a comic book style avatar for their podcast where it's um, like a, a grotesque face where they're supposed to be like Superman um, but you get like PTSD without, I mean you're not even having to li listen to it and you're, you want to kill yourself or I like to uh, look at the economics podcast and see how many of them have a dollar bill or the money sign in them or maybe like an, a fruit of some kind they like putting like a fruit in the in the in the thumbnail um but i also tend to i, I mean i like it when things are curated when they're uh, i like the curatorial aspect of uh itunes so i like to listen to some of the curated itunes pos podcast collections some of the good ones that i found are uh the power of sisterhood which is that one was really good. Um, the next one is the tapestry of the black family. Um, and strangely, on the thumbnail, it's intact, but 
my my last my last favorite one is the COVID nineteen essentials podcast, and in that one, uh, the UN comes to your door and executes you. did the chicken cross the road. Earlier that morning, a farmer's daughter had inadvertently left the gate to the yard open as she was preoccupied by her worry over a math exam set for that day. She hadn't studied as she was still deeply distressed over her father's recent heart attack. This, coupled with the added burden of household chores now delegated to her because her mother was out trying to get the west field prepared for sowing had made her quite forgetful and distracted as of late. While several chickens escaped, only one strayed so far that it actually encountered the road facing the farm. After crossing the road and gorging itself in a soybean crop, the chicken was struck by a moving van as it attempted to make its way home. Several hours later, the dead chicken was spotted by a community mental health worker who was doing his bi-weekly rural clinic run. The chicken, being a bantam, caught the eye of the mental health worker, who was a keen trout fisherman. Cool, thought the mental health worker. Those feathers will make for excellent trout flies. He stopped and plucked a handful of the most iridescent white feathers he'd ever seen in his life and placed them in an envelope. He pulled out a pack of smokes, lit one, sat on the trunk of his car, and admired the clouds. God, I love this job, he muttered to no one in particular. I was reading all these skateboarder interviews, autobiographies by musicians, and I didn't know why. And then it clicked for me. If you've ever met an error in Eris, you know as well as I do that their store brand diet soda made flesh. Ugly, unpleasant, neurotic, almost completely tasteless. It's tragic but fitting of our era that the people given such a life are somehow always the least deserving. That being said, there are brief periods in the nest of boom and bust cycles that define this era where there is almost free money for the taking. Moments when people with otherwise useless skills like songwriting, coding, skateboarding, speculation, are rewarded far beyond their worth. In these soap bubbles of surplus magnets, a seven-day weekend comes into being. Maybe it was always there. The game is simple. Attain success, become someone who produced something of worth, work your ass off, but gradually whittle away your actual obligations every chance you get to negotiate. When the obligations are sufficiently minimal, say an album every two years, a video part every three, a book every five, the seven-day weekend begins. You are now walking the world's most enjoyable tightrope. This is such a common thread in the lives of exceptional creatives. I believe it to be natural. The best of us were born to live like lions. Magnificent stretches of idleness interspersed with brief spurts of absolute dominance over all others. 
tragedy of the modern era is perhaps the dominance of work-obsessed and sold middle management types over their rightful rulers. Life truly ought to be a vacation, I believe, and I will have my seven-day weekend. I hope you'll get yours, too. One time I was in Peru and I ate like a giant bug and I know that like the, you know, globalists want to see bugs or whatever. It wasn't that bad. Billy picked me up at the airport. Also looked like ancient ruins. No shade, but I was largely unimpressed. But I wasn't there to sightsee. Well, maybe in an unconventional way. I arrived around 10.30 and Billy had coke. So we did keep on all the way from the airport straight to the clubs. A lot of the guys spoke English, which was largely a disappointment because they had some of the same dumb shit to say as any American guy. I got tied up in some leather bar, got slapped around, CBT, you know the huge. Some guy blew cigar smoke in my face. It was hot, but it took days for the swelling to go down. One swell for another, I suppose. I felt like shit the next day from all the blow, so I went to a cafe for some coffee and got in an argument with some asshole about pussy riot and ended up slapping him and had to run back to Billy. I had had enough of Malta after one day, so I hopped on a plane to France. French guys make me swoon, or maybe it was the ecstasy. The first night I ran to a dealer that had blue Mitsubishi's, and I said, what are we in 2004? Give me a Tesla, because I'm trying to go to Mars, Mary. The DJs played so meek, and I got lost in the music and left my wallet somewhere in the club. I spent the next day yelling at customer service and canceling every credit card I had. I was exhausted after that, so I did cat and laid on the floor of some guy named Antoine's apartment. He recited some shitty poetry and a beret and looked like Doug Bunny's sister Judy. The French, so predictable. Billy called the next morning and I called him an asshole and hung up to play hard to get. One of my girlfriends invited me to dinner with some French billionaires and I spilled wine all over my new bag. Messy! I saw the Eiffel Tower and took a selfie for Insta. Then I was off to London. The first night a couple of guys gave me the Big Ben experience. One looked like Tom Hardy and the other was a butterface, but they were both stacked and I knew what time it was. I swallowed both their essences and they invited me to a pub the next morning. I drank so much I puked and fell asleep in the alleyway at 3pm and they just left me. I went back to the hotel and jacked off to a Lifetime movie. I Spider-Man the cum onto the ceiling and then went to Buckingham Palace. I felt one of the guards fuzzy hats for a second, but he made an angry face so I stopped. I thought they couldn't do that. The next day I got a mani and a petty. The Asian woman said that she met me in a dream and that I had a serpent's tongue. I said, sweetie, I wish. I cried to the Smiths and walked around downtown London because I didn't feel like making the trek to Manchester. There was some protest in a speaker, but I didn't see what it was about. British cuisine was dog shit. I'd rather eat kids' cuisine, so I booked it to Amsterdam. I bought a bottle of wine and went to the red light district. I walked around pretending to be a prostitute until things went too far. Then I giggled and ran away. I saw a woman shoot a ping-pong ball out of her pussy. It was the first pussy I've seen in years, and it didn't look that bad. She tried to pop a balloon by cleaving into a blow dart gun, but she missed it and almost hit some guy. He didn't seem to mind. I took 2,000 milligrams of edibles and fell asleep on a boat tour. I met up with some stray couple. We all took 2CB and headed back to their place. They had lights and cameras set up all around their bedroom and told me if they wanted to put on a chatterbait performance with me. I said, honey, I don't know if it's a 2CB or if you always look like a seahorse, but Medusa couldn't get me hard right now. I opted for watching them put on a show. It felt like watching a nature documentary, and I swear I saw her getting pregnant in time lapse. The 2CB with my stomach, so I spent the come down back at my hotel smoking hash and shitting violently. In the background, the TV was blaring. The Dutch language started to sound like auditory hieroglyphics, so I threw my slippers at the TV. I thought I had crabs, so I shaved my pubes. I took a heroic dose of mushrooms and went to the Van Gogh Museum. I felt the pain of Van Gogh's subjects and briefly considered ripping out my earring because I understood what Van Gogh was going through. But then I became disgusted at the idea of standing in line for art and rampaged through the crowd. I saw the whole thing take place from third person, from the astral realm. So when someone threw a museum brochure at me for causing the scene, I actually caught it even though I was facing the other direction. I rode a bike to a tulip farm, and despite its bucolic nature, I became a magnet for the pain of the universe. It weighed down on my soul with the power of a thousand pounds. The tulips transformed from vibrant expressions of love to vomitous neon sunlight, and became a chaos of illness. I 
series of boxes and static slots. How's it happening that has the force of that really different to my existence? I'm returning to the United States, an ellipses. Any place where, like, you can kiss girls and shit like that. Like, but, like, you know what I'm saying? But they have to let you, that shit. Hey, you're a regular guy, right? We all know sometimes these days it's hard to find another regular guy to hang out with. So we've come up with a solution for you. Friend Scorts. It's just for guys. Friend Scorts provides solid dudes for a low hourly rate who are here to have a good time and socialize with you. You need your family to realize that you're actually totally normal? Bring a Friend Scort to the wedding. You're the man. Your dance moves are bringing down the house. Plus, they'll make an excellent wingman for the dance floor. Yeah, man, go talk to that bridesmaid. She's totally looking at you. If you don't end up scoring, no worries. Friend Scorts have no problem if you just want to head back to the house and watch the DVD. Don't worry about them, they were stuck up anyway. You ever seen Citizen Kane? Friend Sports will always back you up, so bring one to that work party and that key receptionist will finally see that you aren't a weirdo and also are very smart actually. Stella, so, actually on the way over here, this guy said something very interesting about deregulation. If you're going to high school reunion, meeting the girlfriend's parents, finally trying that Krav Maga class you've been meaning to, or just having a relaxing weekend at Friend Sports is here to help you find the perfect road to make it even more special. Terms and conditions apply, good value not guaranteed, absolutely no gay stuff. Can't and won't, and will never understand the affection some people have for Disney World, Disneyland. The idea that if we can't escape reality fully, we can at least pay exorbitant sums to live in a manicured world for a little while. I suspect it has something to do with the far planets, the transits between eras, a perspective I'm astrologically incapable of understanding. Even if your vision is fooled, the food's a lie, and the price tags on everything should horrify you, I think. Living on a film set... What's with some people, honestly? How hard can it possibly be? Harder than I think, I guess. To assume that the movies are the movies and real life is real life and vacationing on a film set is insane. Ah, uh, you're just listening to the television inside your head. Don't hit me up with any sort of nuanced perspective. I don't want it. Stop paying for the privilege of entering an exceptionally well-manicured store. Just another place separating you from your hard-earned dollar. Just go to a city with a Prada, people. It's free to go in. They'll vibe you if you don't dress up, but sniff the purses, man. Uh, watch the films. Go sit by a body of water afterwards. Don't listen to that small world song. So I too. The world's vast and beautiful, and you can be on vacation whenever you want. Journal entry date, July 8th. Junior Interpol agent, Illich McCain. Agent ID, 38GJBI4DBCM8675309, GKX7285F9Q. Currently on the road, restless and agitated. It's been a long haul finding my man. Public enemy number one, Pipix Guajardo. So much so that many of the cretins I've been forced to blend in with and potentially recruit have widely derided me and subjected me to blacklisting for my work, and yet I persevere. Guajardo is still at large. Some are beyond this sick summer camp he mercs, spreading evil and ugliness with every breath he takes. It will be a cruel summer if Guajardo gets his way. All summer long he's attempted to use intimidation tactics against me, 
subverting my crew and getting my fellow men to drag me out to the river in the middle of the night and push me out in a canoe or have me spend a night in a sex dungeon with a handful of handsome mated temptresses and yet I persevere. I will persevere until I have my man. Pippic Squahardo. <laughs> Pippic Squahardo. <laughs> Pippic Squahardo, you are about to meet your doom. Uh, one time I was pooping uh, at uh, indoors, but like at a hotel in the desert in the Sahara in Africa, and uh, I like I was extremely hot, and I reached for the roll of toilet paper and felt something tickle my hand, and looked over, and it was a, a yellow scorpion, which are apparently super lethal. Um, so I picked it up with a towel and just like threw it in the basin of the bathroom sink, uh, which was too steep for it to climb out of. And I didn't really know what to do. So I just like filled the sink up with water and was just like staring at the scorpion, like trying to get out for maybe like 10 minutes straight and it couldn't get out. And I just like kept staring at it being fascinated. Like what's it going to do? And then I swear to God, this motherfucker like contorted its body sideways and stabbed itself with its, uh, you know, scorpion tail between its fucking, scale, uh, you know, body scales or whatever. And yeah, dude, scorpion suicide. It, I always thought that would be a cool name for a metal band. Late April. I rush outside five minutes before I need to clock in to find it impossibly snowing outside. My car is covered in frost and any endeavor to wipe a viewport in my windshield is near instantly foiled by the scattered wet wads of ice smacking all before my wind-battered wincing. I spitball the morning commute and do my rounds. I'm sore and I could use about a six-hour nap, but that's pretty nominal. I'm called in to supervise a contractor and bullshit till my lunchtime. Not a complaint for me other than some real stiffness in my bum knee, but that's pretty nominal. After feigning interest in water softener tanks for less than an hour, my boss rushes in and asks for me. I follow him to the office, and he tells me, Hey partner, you're not fired, but your last test says you have COVID. Just go home and we'll call you. My ears are ringing. I get hurried out the door and I make some calls on the way home. I can't help but feel a little shocked, a little pressed. All the shit-talking me and the boys did, all the postulating and pontificating about Chinese lung herpes or the coof or whatever the fuck, I genuinely thought I'd never have to deal with any of this shit. All I did was go to work and come home and work on my projects. I'm a little slow and sore getting out of the car, and I could use about a 10-hour nap, but that's pretty nominal. Time passes. I'm told I get two weeks paid quarantine. I feel a lot more relieved with my money covered. My first thought was of all the bills coming out at the end of the month, and how much of the war chest is going to be hit. In my 20-some years, I've never had a proper vacation. There is always something to tend to, always some expense better served somewhere else. Always some reason to probably keep grinding instead. But now, I got the state health department calling me and telling me in detail all the different ways I'm expected to not do a goddamn thing. Fortuitous is an understatement. I'm four days into quarantine at the time of this recording, and other than burning through the X-Files, cooking competitions, fights, and video as my sweet baby, I've been mindfully notating my health day by day. 
I feel like I just came in after swimming all day, limbs heavy and overall exerted and fatigued, but that's pretty close to nominal. Looking down the barrel of this, I find it harder than ever to find the way people politicize this sickness. That's awfully fucking lame if you ask me. I, for one, am blessed to be locked in the house with my instruments and my woman for two weeks, and I feel like I've won free tickets to a postmodern vacation, coughing and wheezing on Discord with the homies. You know who are the last people to give a shit about my lungs? Politicians. But I'd rather save my breath while I can, find a new spot around the lair to lay up at. And from me to you, old Burwa loves you, and if you need me, I'll be doing not a damn thing. take a vacation and so I planned one for myself for a weekend and I made a hotel reservation for Dallas and decided to go to South Fork Ranch which is the location that Dallas was shot on the uh, house where they all live in Dallas so I drove up there uh, one rainy cold February day um, and I showed up and the merch shop was full of beautiful Dallas merchandise. Uh, I wanted to buy all of it. Um, and I showed up for my tour and it was me and a couple of Eastern Europeans who didn't really speak English. Um, everyone seemed sort of amused that I was here, this big Texan man alone for the Dallas tour. Um, but it was all in all a good natured tour. Um, the guy took us on a golf cart around the property to the South Fork house and some ladies were extremely nice and showed me around to the various uh, little uh, soap opera rooms they'd set up and took some pictures of me holding the J.R. Ewing whiskey. It was mainly important to me because I felt a connection between my mental image of soap operas and vast maximalist television art and my own real life and this ended up being really important because it happened immediately before COVID. I was walking around in this solitary, peaceful way in the cold Dallas landscape that I'd seen so many times on TV. Um, and it ended up being a truly magical experience and it's apparently really cheap to rent out South Fork for a weekend and have a party there and so um, Berto, I think you, me and Sammy really need to uh, have a South Fork weekend together and have a lot of anal sex and uh, drink each other's piss Thanks for coming. Have a seat. 
I am so glad you chose Lycation for your romance tourism experience. Okay, let's get started. Based on your questionnaire and socials, I'd already be recommending destinations like Kenya, Gambia, Senegal, Jamaica, or even the Dominican Republic. And this is just between you and I, okay? You're going to beat out all the old Euro-faced crowns and hens. You know who I'm talking about. Cottage cheese windmill arms in Germany, Italian hard faces, no asses from the Netherlands, and those British teeth born from pub stools. So let's say, for example, you decide to go to Kenya. Honey, you'll have the pick of the litter. Same with Jamaica, and Jamaica is lovely this time of year. Better yet, if your Spanish is halfway decent, you can browse some spicy aipapi chorizo and get dicked down in the DR. You know, you're a young one. Take the longer flight. Go mingle and have a menage between yoga poses and ballet. Over there, it's going to be mostly jabs and japs. You know, women like you and just a plethora of cock. And I can get you in the lap of a Kuta cowboy in Indonesia, or a Hintero in Cuba, a Bumster in Gambia, a Gringaro in Costa Rica. Honey, I get it. That exotic appeal due to ethnic differences in their lifestyle from yours? <laughs> Listen, I make a living telling broads three times your age that they can buy their ego back at the expense of someone else's health or happiness. But the truth is, I don't care until your deposit clears. Money talks, especially in this informal tourist economy. So don't be bashful. This system has been around longer than you realize. And you're here because you want some foreign dick locked and loaded into your vacation. And that's what we at Slaycation are here to provide. Also, and this is so important, don't have so much fun that you forget to tell them to put on a condom. Yes, you're on birth control or you're barren and that's great for you, but that's not going to do anything about the flaming itch on the plane ride home. Okay. So we'll get back to you in about a week or so, and once everything is approved, your tray won't be the only thing in the upright position and ready for takeoff. In the meantime, think about it. Do you want a rude man in Montreal? How about a juicy Texas sausage? Maybe a little Irish upstairs and Italian downstairs? Would you like to go Greek? He will. Bahamas, Barbados, Ukraine? The options are endless. Oh, I noticed you squirmed a little when I mentioned Eastern Europe. Let me guess. Croatian shaved head, bomber jacket, you buy him the pint he spreads you in the alley, <laughs> and then ghosts you. Remember, it's not willful denial. It's romance tourism. After all, it is still about you. And if it's not Instagram, did it even happen? It's your slaycation, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. So I went to Hawaii about a year and a half ago. Now, keep in mind, I already hate flying. Flying is the absolute worst thing in the world. I can't even imagine how terrible it is now. So I'm boarding the plane, and I've got a lot of things in my pockets. Um, starting to weigh these shorts that I have that are already pretty loose down. And I've got luggage in both hands that I can't just 
rest anywhere. I can't set it down anywhere. Um, there's a ton of people waiting for the flight, and I have to keep on holding to my things and keep moving until I get to my seat and it can actually put my stuff in the compartment above my seat. But before I can get there, I hear from behind me. I don't think this is And at first I really didn't know what she was talking about. Uh, and so I turn around and she's staring right at me. Uh, and then I realized that my ass crack is definitely hanging out. It's not that bad, but yeah, I, my ass crack is hanging out. And there's still nothing I can do because I still have yet to be able to put my stuff into the compartment above my seat. So I'm standing there <laughs> being berated by this old bitch uh, for my ass crack, and I can't do anything about it. From there, she starts turning around to everybody around us, and she's like, you see that? It's disgusting. I'm sorry, what was that? These guys crack out, do you see that? Oh. I don't need to see that. And this went on for a long time. She was turning around to everybody and yelling about my anus. She finally runs out of steam. I'm able to put my stuff up and I sit down in my seat and start to forget about the whole thing. But when we landed, as I'm reaching the exit, in the tunnel, she's wheeled up to me in a wheelchair by an airline assistant. And she comes right up to me and says, You were terrible this whole flight. And I... I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I look at the assistant, thinking like, did you wheel her up for her to say this to me? But she looked mortified, so that wasn't the case. And so I laugh and start walking away. And, you know, I got like a good football field away, and I was looking over my shoulder, and she was still staring at me a football field away. Uh, not until I rounded the corner did she stop staring at me. I still don't know why she hated my anus so much. I think that's it, Birdo. <laughs> um, I guess the only other one, I got chased by a giant crab in Florida when I was like five years old, and that was really traumatic. BK Ultra.